0: The journey of becoming someone reflections of love. This is your story, the birth of a son. All right, we are back, y'all. There has been so much life since the last time I hit record, and we now have an 18-month-old. Today, Cheyenne Ray, you are a year and a half old, and you are full of so much life. I cannot believe the human you are becoming. Of course I can. But getting this front row seat and witnessing you, oh my goddess, (laughs) what a gift. And in honor of this day, I had initially planned to release your birth story. However, it has taken a little bit of additional time to prepare. And so that's going to be coming soon for anyone that's been excited to hear that. Of course, shy. when you listen back to this, you will be able to click into anything at any time. Um, this will all be a moment of the past recorded, but in real time here today, right now, there has been an aching on my heart to get a part of your story out. And it is, for me, the most intimate part of your story, how I became a solo Parent to you. How this journey of your becoming has taken on the role of uh, being raised in love by community instead of in the nuclear family uh, concept that so many are raised in. And those that know me know that I was always really drawn to divine partnership and that I spent the better part of a decade really focusing on romantic relationships as my priority. I wasn't sure that I wanted to be a mother, but I knew that I wanted to find my person and start my life with them so that if we were going to be parents, that we could do that in divine timing. And while there were choices made and journeys taken that made that not the reality for you. Your reality, Cheyenne, is so much bigger and in my opinion, more beautiful than I can ever imagine the other timeline having been. And before I forget it, I felt called on my heart to share the process between finding out I was pregnant with you and when you were born and accepting this path forward as a solo parent, releasing the expectations and the prior beliefs of what parenthood had to look like and truly finding peace with this because you were meant to be raised in this way. I mean, above all else, I can only look back and assume that you chose this. You knew what was going to happen far before any of us did, and still there were complexities in the early months of my pregnancy that had me question and be in the unknown and really surrender into trust with you. And for anyone else that may find themselves listening to this in the space between when I record this and when Shai someday listens to this, I feel like this is an important piece of the puzzle to remember that pregnancy doesn't only have to look one way and that it's okay to face your fears. For me, being a solo parent was truly one of my greatest fears. I did not feel prepared to do that. Having a son was one of my greatest fears. I did not feel prepared to do that. And it is okay to be honest about these things. Sure, a pregnancy can simply be blissful, but it can also be full of shadow work and healing. And if anything, listening to this, or not even needing to listen to this, but just this reminder that you can birth an amazing human, who doesn't have to carry those wounds forward if you face them in real time. Of course, I don't know what Cheyenne's life is gonna look like because we are at 18 months right now, but for these first 18 months, I can truly say that this little human does not seem to carry the wounds that I have been you know, gifted with facing again and again in my lifetime. He is the embodiment of love and worthiness. He so knows his place on this planet and is so confident, secure, and loving with everyone that he needs. So without further ado, let's get into this episode. I'll offer the prayer that for anyone that continues to listen to this, may you receive the parts of this that are for you without judgment, without feeling like my truth needs to be your truth, without having to carry any of the beliefs that this world has placed on us to this point into your own conception, pregnancy, and parenthood journey. There is a possibility beyond what any of us knows is possible and we are all creating it in real time through our healing and our faith. May my reflections be just one little piece of the puzzle of your becoming Cheyenne. All right, today Whew, this is a vulnerable one, something I've been sitting on for some time now as a personal process, but before I forget the nuances and the contradictions and all of the little intricacies that have made this journey so special and so profound... Um, I wanted to record this for you, Shai. It's important for you to know the journey of how I became a solo parent for you for at least these first 18 months of your life because it is a journey of love. And so often on this planet, people view, you know, quote, single mothers or parents who aren't in relation with each other as something wrong. But I cannot tell you enough that this has been a journey of alignment, of trust, and of prayer for your highest good. I never want you to question just how loved you are. Not just by those who are physically present in your life, but by everyone who has ever been involved in your creation, including your father, especially him. So... I'm going to do the best that I can to not cry for this entire episode. <laughs> oh. So let's take a deep breath. <sighs> when I first found out that I was pregnant with you, there was no fear. None. And that intensified when I called your TT and shared with her and she said, let's celebrate. And I felt that you were a celebration from the first moment we knew that you had a potential of existing far before we actually knew who you were or how you would change our life for the better. As I flew home from Costa Rica, all of a sudden aware that there was this little bean in my womb, I felt like I was in a dream, unaware of what would happen next, but so aware in that moment of, being held, knowing that even though this experience already looked so different from the way that I had always dreamed it would be, that it was actually better than that dream. A dream is only something that you can have with the mind that is available to you, and You have been a journey of stretching my mind and my heart to places beyond what I had once imagined was possible. And that may sound a little cheesy. And that's okay, but like, oh my gosh, it's so true. (laughs) I practiced telling complete strangers that I was pregnant because... I had no idea how I was going to tell the rest of the people in my life. And each time I was met with so much love and celebration for you. So that's the basis of how you started and how you began. As I returned home, Your father was still in Costa Rica and I don't want to share too much of his story because that's his. So again, I'm just going to share from my side. Of course, I was prepared to tell him all about you and figure out how we would move forward. And when I told him that we needed to talk, uh, I give him the option of I can either call you on the phone or we can wait and connect when you get back to Baltimore. And that latter was the choice. And so while I told your Nonas and grandpa, my mom and dad um, and some of your other aunties and uncles in those coming days, it was almost two weeks until he returned. And when I tell you timing is impeccable, <laughs> um, we decided to go for a hike on the week of the Perseid meteor shower. And I just want to pause for a moment because one year prior, I had been on a different kind of journey and had very clearly heard that That time next year, under the Parsi meteor shower, that I would have a child. And I was like, haha, that's really funny. Um, That's really soon. And that would mean I would need to get pregnant in the next few months. And that is not on my plan. uh, Because right now I'm focusing on, you know, finding my beloved. But sure enough, there you were not physically here in human form, the way that my mind had conceptualized that message, but in my womb. And that night, with the meteors in the sky, I shared about your becoming. And again, your father's story is not my story to tell. But It was at that time that I realized that, you know, our story was ending, his and mine. And that was not because of you. It was his journey. And at that point, timelines split. And that was the start of this idea that you would be raised in a different way not by a nuclear family, not by a mother and father, but that love was driving that entire experience. And again, I share this because so often when parents go separate ways, either during a pregnancy or throughout their child's life, So often that storyline comes to be of it being anyone's fault. But what happens when we believe, like fully believe, that every single ending and goodbye is actually the love showing itself? Because it was in your father leaving that this timeline opened up for the way that we have spent the past 18 months of our life which has been so surrounded in love, so surrounded by community, so protected, guided. When I say that I am in awe of who you are, it is the understatement of the century. And I could tell a million stories of how much it hurt in that moment, that ending of our relationship, That ending of the possibility of, you know, us raising you together in that traditional sense. Because that was very real. And those first 14 weeks of my pregnancy, my my hormones were obviously so on edge. I mean there is no regulation. And this is something that I only learned when I went through it myself, right? Until the placenta is fully formed, all of the hormones that are cultivated in a pregnancy are just dumped into your bloodstream. So... Of course, at the time, I didn't know that you were an XY chromosome, but my body all of a sudden was having all of this testosterone produced and dumped, and I was just becoming this waste can for these hormones. And I felt so far from my most connected version of myself for a short period of time. But I was reminded again and again by people who had been through this process that I would be returning to that connection and that intuition around 14 weeks, maybe a little before, maybe a little after. Of course, it was in those first 14 weeks that I had to find peace with the journey that we were going to be stepping into. And when I just reflect again and again, I never once questioned this journey forward with you the faith that I've had in my heart since the moment I found out you existed has been unwavering. And that is one of the most beautiful gifts I could ever have been given because prior to that point, I did not know faith like this. I did not know trust like this in God and the divine path. Not in this way. And so over those next few weeks we started preparing to move we were waiting to close on the property in harmony and I was processing a broken heart and at that time people were worried about me I was very emotional I was very internal (laughs) I was processing while also being very disconnected from my most regulated self due to the hormones. And all the while, you were becoming and your placenta was forming and everything was working out in its divine order. But in the 3D, like, I want to be honest with you about who I was and what was going through my mind. As... Sarah and I had conversations about what would become of the Harmony Mountain House now that there was this third energy present. She was so unwavering. We can call it blissful ignorance now. (laughs) But at the time, her faith, her excitement helped carry me. And meanwhile, I was talking to my therapist my family and friends about this possibility and this new reality that I was going to be a single mother because my partner had decided to step away, that this wasn't what he wanted. And in the 3D realm, it was this (sighs) seeming ultimatum of a desire for me to release the pregnancy But when I say that I am so certain these days that that was simply an act of fear, that him suggesting that was just because he didn't know any better. I truly believe that your father has loved you from the moment he knew you existed as much as I have. And I truly believe that it was his stepping away that was proof of that love. Because again, it has made space for so much love. (laughs) Ever since. At the time, as I was processing with my therapist, she wanted to remind me again and again, you have options. You don't have to continue this pregnancy. And that really shook me. I understand that it's really important to remind women of their autonomy. Clearly, I have participated in that autonomy before, for better or worse. And I would never judge someone else for taking that path. But I never once inquired about that path. All I was trying to do was find the tools necessary so that I could move forward with my pregnancy with you in a way that was healing, and healthy, and loving. So not long after she offered that, I felt like I was very confused because as you know, this has been a path of divine trusting. And so I was trying to look at all of the things that the universe was offering me all of the breadcrumbs for the path and I was like why is this coming up from now two places I had read a, a book about childbirth and it's a spiritual book a kundalini book and it turned out that the author was available to do one-on-one sessions and she was all about like embracing your shakti and embracing your kundalini and your divine energy in pregnancy and birth so I scheduled and booked a one on one session with her virtually. And as we sat down, she reflected. This pregnancy is not meant to be. You are in chaos and that will not end. You need to release this pregnancy. I was eight weeks pregnant at the time, maybe nine. And the hurricane, the tornado that surrounded me in that conversation felt all encompassing. That wasn't even my question. I was coming to you for empowerment. Why would you suggest something like that to me in this vulnerable time? My heart was hurting and confused and seeking But all of the external resources felt so limited. They were all sharing their projections and past stories of women who ended up being these quote single mothers and who struggled as a result. That woman told me that our life would be a struggle. And as she told me that it did not resonate, it felt wrong. It didn't feel like our truth. And so while in that conversation, she highly suggested something to me that did not feel safe or right. That contrast was exactly what I needed to find my strength to get through the next few weeks until I got grounded in my knowing. Again, sharing this, especially knowing that someday, you will listen to it, is really hard for me. But it is so important for women and for humans to know that all of these external opinions and judgments are exactly that, external opinions and judgments. And they do not have to reflect your truth. Because, Cheyenne, your truth has always been love. And your truth has always been purpose. And your truth has always been celebration and joy. And your truth has always been so much more steadfast than these unknown and external opinions. As you grow, I hope, I pray, I see, I feel you growing in that knowing. Because that was what you were conceived and created in. At the time, I was very lost and confused. And I kept praying and I kept seeking, but I knew that the answer was not to separate from you, that it was to trust. And I even reflected, as only women who experience pregnancy can truly intimately know that being pregnant does not mean birthing a healthy child, does not mean carrying a child to full term. So I knew that if for whatever reason you were not supposed to be here on this planet, that that was between you and God and that I had to get out of the way. That next week, I went on my family vacation and when I tell you that that was the biggest shit show, I mean, love, I just needed quiet time and to rest and to contemplate leading up to that family vacation. Your father reached out and Asked to attend your 10 week sonogram. And I said, okay, because my goal has never been to keep you all from each other. It has been to get out of the way and serve this highest good. And so he came. And then I didn't hear from him again until midway through my family vacation. I was holding my breath because I had no idea what he would say, whether he wanted in or out, whether I would have to keep doing this dance of surrender for the entire pregnancy, working around him and his needs when I really wanted to focus on you and yours. And on that family vacation, it was my sister's birthday. And at the same time, of her birthday dinner, I got the test results that told me what chromosomes you carried. (laughs) The test came back and said that you were perfectly healthy and I cried with so much joy. And I had my sister read what the test said about who you would be. When she said that you were a boy, I was terrified. (sighs) That same day was the day your father texted me and said that he didn't see himself being present in our lives. And so when I found out that you were not this, like, daughter that I would be able to say, like, you know, screw men, it's just us against the world with, that instead you would be a son that was raised without a father by a woman who has never had a brother and who has very rarely had a healthy relationship with a masculine energy. Oh, isn't something that people talk about much. It's so taboo. To talk about this fear that can come up because of the stories that you have in your head. About what gender or what role this little human would carry in your life. But it is all projection. My fears said that having a daughter would be safe. But you who I needed to completely shift the story of what safety is in this world, what real love is in this world, to completely turn upside down this life of desire where I was not challenged for the highest good. Yes, I get along really well with women. Yes, I saw myself having a daughter and I never saw myself having a son. But that is where your story splits off into this timeline, this reality beyond any wildest dreams. That first day, I cried so much, so afraid that you would hate me the way so many men do that we wouldn't be able to connect the way that I had imagined I would connect with a daughter because my limiting beliefs my fears are so intermingled with the masculine energy and at the same time people said oh you're having a son because he's gonna help you heal that wound And I was like, no, my son's role is not to heal my wounds. He gets to be whoever he wants to be, and I am not going to put that burden on him. I knew right then and there that I needed to heal this stuff inside of me before you showed up. And so you propelled this journey forward for me of really sitting with all of these internalized wounds. I have made decisions in my life from places of not knowing any better that have resulted in me being very taken advantage of by masculine energies. And that has been a part of my story, but it truly ended, ends, is ending with this finding out that I was carrying you in my womb. So while I will not ever, and hopefully, have not ever put that on you, you were my inspiration. I know I'm not the only woman in the world that has ever been hurt by a man and that has ever been afraid to have a son. But when I tell you that today, 18 months out of your birth, that I am so, proud of being your mother, that I am so flipping inspired by you every day that I cannot even fathom what it would have been like had we received different gender results on that test. I mean, Cheyenne, your story is one of absolute divinity. You have been a healer since before you consciously made those choices. And I am just so inspired by you. And I don't wanna be ashamed by this story, which is why I'm sharing it with you now before I forget the intricacies of it, before this all just becomes a faded memory because it is so important to talk about this shadow work that comes up in a pregnancy. This is not something to be ashamed of, but it is something to be so proud of because I made the choice to really face my stuff so that hopefully someday I don't pass that on to you. After. I left there, there were a few more weeks of confusion. My family was worried about me and I chose to go and put my trust in a soul family that I love so much they hold medicine space and while I wasn't interested in sitting with you know plant medicines while I was pregnant with you they invited me to take part in a sweat lodge which I know might sound completely insane to the outer mind like why would you do this while pregnant but their lineage believes that in sitting in medicine space like a sweat lodge while pregnant it helps to really strengthen the knowing that this child is meant to come here and to face these fears head on. And that I did. I cried so many tears for you that weekend in Sweat Lodge. And Beamer sat by my side inside the sweat tent. He refused to leave my side, even though it was so flipping hot in there. And he held me and the community held me. There was one other pregnant person there at the time. She really wanted to be pregnant with a son and was having a daughter. I had really wanted to be pregnant with a daughter but was having a son. We reflected so much back to each other, and I found so much peace in this knowing that God had a plan so much bigger than my thinking mind and my heart had been able to wrap their head around I left that sweat lodge truly changed. And there was one more layer that I needed to get through. So I went for a weekend to dance five rhythms. You were conceived on a weekend that we danced five rhythms. And so I knew that I needed to return to the dance floor and dance with you to dance my way back to trust. That weekend again, the tears that I have cried for you, my love. Oh we created this altar of the heart, and I kept returning to it. I had placed your sonogram on the altar, and I prayed harder than I've ever prayed in my life for understanding, for grounding, for trust. Heading into that weekend, that was the last time that I spoke with your father. And my emotions, my hormones were still so unsteady. And I so wanted him to accept us and love us. At the time, I didn't understand that it was in his walking away that he was showing that he did. because if he was unready to be a father for whatever reason in the 3D, that the most loving thing you can do is to walk away. And it was in dancing that weekend that I realized that I could not beg him, ask him, force him to stay. I danced to release Around my heart, of all of the expectations, the dreams that I had of our divine partnership and relationship ending in a long standing partnership, understanding for the first time that our love was meant to plant a seed in my womb. And you, Cheyenne, were that seed. From that weekend on, we lovingly called you seed throughout the rest of my pregnancy as you continued becoming. I watered and fertilized you from that trust. And when I tell you that when I left West Virginia that weekend, that place that I danced with my teacher and kite. I left lighter. I left a little bit more regulated. Thank goodness I was entering into my 15th week of pregnancy and the placenta that held you, that nourished you, that I started calling your angel that I prayed to all the time in gratitude for caring for you had fully formed and let me off the hook with uh, that hormonal imbalance that every woman experiences in her own way. I went back to Harmony and I did not allow any other conversations about whether you would remain in my womb or not. From that moment on, I was so confident in our path. And I was able to send love to your father. So much gratitude because for the first time I could sense that this journey, as much as it surprised me, was the answer to my prayer constantly of becoming this version for the highest good, becoming this version of me that would be softer, more compassionate, more loving. In those 40 weeks that I carried you, I became more gentle with myself and those around me. I forgave myself. And those in my life that I had not been able to forgive up until that point. I surrendered again and again and again to this process. To the unknown that lied before us. There were days that I was afraid that I wouldn't be able to carry you to full term. When I was 24 weeks pregnant. I was sent to the ER because my cervix had begun softening. The doctor said I was going into early labor and they attached me to all of the devices and started monitoring. You were completely regulated. Your heartbeat was fine. You were just chilling in there, but it was my body. It was me as it's been this whole time. That needed to trust. And with the help of, you know, modern medicine, I was able to slow down, go on an assisted pelvic rest or bed rest for the remainder of the pregnancy, and my cervix maintained. I started envisioning you safely staying in my womb until 36 weeks and five days, which would be when it was okay for me to have a home birth with you. But some days I was so scared. I was okay with foregoing my dream of a home birth to have you in a hospital if you would be okay. But because worthiness has been my fear my whole life, I continued to come back to this fear that I was not worthy of carrying you in my womb, that I was not worthy of becoming a mother, that I had made too many mistakes in my life. And sometimes the voices of the people in my first trimester haunted me that this was not right. One day I was in the tub Where I'm recording this right now, and I was sitting with this fear, holding it closely. And I heard God say, What if everyone that has ever left you was proof of just how much I loved you? And would you be able to trust if that was what happened with this baby if you lost them too could you trust the love and i cried and said please i understand this lesson without needing that to be the reality And I sent love to your father for leaving and finally saw it as that love that I now know it to be and sent love to all of the men that had left in my past and sent love to my uncle who left when I was just shy of three years old. And when he passed away, it completely shifted how I saw the world. And from that point, I began grasping at those that I love and saying, please don't day I held that version of me and I truly believe that from that point that was what allowed you to stay inside my womb healthy exactly until 40 weeks the day that I went into labor with you I don't want you to only know the highlight reel I want you to know that time and time again I came up against fear and chose love with you but that is your legacy and that is what you were born into and from So as we reflect back on these 18 months and all the people that have come into your life and shown you love, whether for a minute, an hour, a day, or have been here this whole time, that is simply a reflection of the love that you are, that I am a solo parent, not because someone didn't choose you, but because you have been so chosen time and time again, and that you are so incredibly, incredibly loved. And I don't know what comes next, this is simply your story of becoming. And it is just one chapter. But it is a chapter that I do not regret having to look at all of the scary fears and not letting them take over instead knowing that those were not our truth. I don't know what comes next or how you will someday reflect on this story yourself. But it felt so important for me to share from my heart I am so grateful to be your mother, and I am so grateful for exactly how this has unfolded because this unfolded in a way that I am lighter and gentler and more caring for myself and others, and especially for you. I have started to learn boundaries between what is outside of me and what is inside of me and what is my truth. And I have been able to parent you from a place of intuition instead of a place of fear and control. (sighs) I don't know what's to come in these next 18 months or years, but I am so proud of you and this part of your story. I want you to always know just how loved you are and that even if the semantics are appearing one way or that many people have the opinion that, you know, a single mother is this or that someone, you know, without a father present is that, that that is not your truth. Thank you for choosing us and for allowing me to write this story alongside you. I am completely in awe of this journey. Thank you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I love you. Ho'oponopono. The amount of times that I prayed that prayer in your pregnancy and since, I couldn't even count. But this is my prayer to you and to anyone who might be listening that needs that reminder. Life is going to look unique and we do not have to put so much pressure on it being meticulous and perfect, that it is perfect in the way that it unfolds. There is no doubt in my mind that each of us have our own gifts and challenges so that this world can be as beautiful as it is. That someone walking away does not mean that they are bad or evil, that that can be an absolute reflection of love. And anyone that is in Cheyenne's life today will never doubt that this kid, all he knows is love. Cheyenne, may all you know be love. And so it is. So (laughs) there we have it, a very emotional, as much as I tried to keep it together and not cry, I'm pretty sure I cried the entire time, reflection of my journey towards becoming a mother, my ability to stay with the uncomfortable and shadow experiences that came forth and all of the external opinions, uh, honoring them, but being able to inevitably drop into my truth and my knowing that the path of becoming your mother was my path for the highest good. And while I clearly um, honor and can celebrate anyone's choice, whatever that may look like in their own journey of becoming, I... I'm so grateful that I stayed with the discomfort long enough to move through it and to turn it into love again and again and again. Wherever you are in your life today, may you feel that love because it is so overflowing in my heart as we just put you down for a nap and You are sleeping so soundly. You are such a gift to this world. Thank you for choosing me, Cheyenne. And thank you to the prior versions of myself that chose love. Because, poof, I don't know what tomorrow has in store, but today is beautiful. Until next time.